Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Believe in Boston College, Episode 5. I'm Trevor Hash, joined by Jeremy Trueblood and Matthias Kiwanuka. Boston College is coming off a tough 33-7 loss to NC State on Friday, or on Saturday, excuse me. A difficult loss where the Eagles were down 10-7 at the half and then kind of unraveled in the third quarter. They were outscored 21-0 in the third in their worst quarter of the season. A couple bad plays, a couple bad luck plays, just things just kind of spiraled and went out of control, and the Eagles ended up losing by 26 points. So now they're 4-2 and overall and 0-2 and in the ACC. Uh, just one game out of 12, but, you know, a game that kind of makes you think and reassess things and just wonder where the team's at going forward. So let's start with you, Matthias. Just what are your impressions of that game and just what do you take from it going forward? I mean, after an intro like that, it kind of hurts to talk about that. <laughs> um, uh, it, was, it, it was tough. So I, I didn't watch it live. I, I watched the condensed version of it. So I, I had a little bit of a different um, view. I was just watching it from like a technical aspect. But, you know, from, you know, being in all the group chats and, and listening to everybody talk and then seeing the, the highlights of it, like it looked like a, a an intense atmosphere. It looked like it was, you know, a game like I wish I was at. And I'm, you know, glad that we had the opportunity to play in. Obviously, it didn't go our way. Um, lots of lots of things to unpack here. Big plays, lack of pressure, um, play calling and special teams. There, there's there's a n- number of things that went into, you know, this game being decided. But, um, you know, we'll we'll get into that. You know, it was it was a lopsided loss and we got to lick our lick our wounds for a day and then get back at it. Jeremy? Yeah, I uh, I think when I when I rewatched it because I the same as you I didn't get to watch it live uh, when I was I caught it when it went bad I caught it when that player bent his leg backwards and they scored that mm-hmm. touchdown to go up big so you know after that it wasn't pretty but uh, when I went back and rewatched it um, like you said the stadium looked crazy it looked like fun times and like actually it looked like kind of like a battle and it's just kind of like those you know the big plays or make or break things like you guys say it was like a you know, 14 point swing pretty quick. So, I mean, I, I don't think it was as bad as it seems, but there's always things to, uh, you know, build upon and, and fix. It's, it's that it's the same old thing. Like, you know, you, when you get back to the film, you know, in college, it's, you know, Sundays and, you know, in the league it's, it's Mondays. And, you know, they say, if you just take out these, I don't know, X plays, take out these six plays right here, we had them or take out these three plays right here. And it's like, it, it sucks to listen to it. You know, when you're when you're sitting there in those seats and you've lost a game and there's nothing you can do about it. But like you, you got to be real, you know, like that's like there's small things that just need to be corrected. You know, it's there's a difference when when you line up against a team and they just run the ball down your throat and you just don't have an answer for them. And you're dog tired at the end of the game and you just still can't figure out, like, you know, if Derrick Henry's running left or right, you know, what I'm saying like that's that's just a butt whooping. But like when the ball goes over your head and you know, the, the the corner doesn't turn around to make a play on the ball and it bounces off his shoulder and, and the, you know, the receiver catches it and runs in. It's like, all right, well, how many times is that going to happen? Like, these are things that, that can be corrected and can be fixed and, and uh, um, yeah. they need to be, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Um, well, you know, you, you make a good point. When that guy caught that touchdown catch uh, and to go up 7-0 for them, um, you know, that was an incredible catch. That's just like one of those things. It's like, okay, good job, right? Well, if you like, when I watched it, you know, we score, we march down the field, eventually we score, and then 7-7, we go to kick a field goal to get up 10-7, we miss, right? 
Mm-hmm. They go kick a field goal halftime and then the meltdown, right? And then like a little bit of a third quarter that's just incredible. We actually, if I remember correctly, I think we had the ball actually longer than they did, which doesn't even mm-hmm. make sense. But, you know, it's because of those splash plays. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, they had the ball and took control of the game in the fourth quarter. Honestly, I mean, we had our opportunities and stuff and did some good things. But what are you going to do when you have a third quarter like that? So, I mean, that was the difference in the game. I mean, a muffed punt, uh, you know, uh, that yeah. goes back for touchdowns, huge. And then, like, right after that, they get a, you know, a tip passed for an interception that was kind of high, could should have been caught, should have, would have, could on both parts, didn't happen. So then, you know, they get the ball back, they methodically march down the field, they score, you know, and then what happens after that? They, uh, oh, and then the splash 79-yard play. I mean, and then it's 31-7, and you're like, what happened, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it was all quick, but it wasn't, you know, it's just a combination of things that weren't good, but at the same time, they weren't all bad. Like when you watch it, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, there's, there's, like you said, it's not as all bad as you think. Mm-hmm. It just sometimes comes across bad on a, on a TV when you're watching it. Cause it feels like a gut punch, you know what I'm saying? Over and over and over. But I heard halfway say that the guys didn't give up. And um, I was anxious to see if he was saying that just to see, uh, you know, who would show up the next day and try harder. But honestly, I think they they did keep trying and they did not give up, which is, uh, you know, something you said about their, their integrity as people. Well, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know how you feel on offense, but like when you're on, when you're on defense and you know, it, it's, it, it really is just one thing to have an offense just line up and just like, you know, first down you all the way up and down the field, the entire game. When you lose a game like that, it's like, you you come out of it and you're like, all right, you know what? Let's just get out of here. You know, let's get back on the bus. Like we got, we got some work to do, but when you, you come out of it and it's just like these, like you said, like a splash play here and there, like, all right, you know, it's like, you still feel like um, there's, there's, there's still a lot that could have been done. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, they, they beat us, but the score does not dictate how the game goes. Like that run uh, by Garo, like when he ran old, old boy over like early on in the game, I was mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I was, I was getting, I was getting high. I was getting jacked. Like, like this is, this is, these are, these are men out there playing. Like they wanted this game. Like they were in there fighting uh, from the very beginning, um, just on the defensive side of the ball. Like, you know, you, 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 you got to keep your wits about you. Like, you know, like any little, any little mistake can be capitalized on and that's what happened. Yeah. I think it was interesting. Like you said, cause it really was just a few plays here, a few plays there, but it just did happen so quickly. So it's kind of like, depends how you look at it. I mean, in the one sense, it was a 10, seven game at the half. They were right there. In the other sense, it was, you know, 21, nothing in the third and it was a 33, seven final. So it's all about framing. So I'm curious for you guys, just, you know, after a loss like that, when you're dealing with such a, a tough one and you know you have to bounce back and face a tough Louisville team the next week just how do you guys turn the page is it pretty easy you just kind of look you know it's Sunday now we're we're under a new week or is it tough to kind of move on past a game like that I think I think it'll be tough for for individuals right so if you're if you're the guy if you're the one who gave up the big play if you're the one that was you know um you know called out during during a film or whatever like it's it's got to inspire you 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 got to grow up you got to you got to be a man you got to take it take the corrections and um and get up and move on for everybody else it's just like if you know you played well hey you know what let's just move on like this is there's a lot left to play for in this season like there's a whole lot left this is a very good team very good football team running game um you know spreading the ball around um on defense like you know let's get some pressure you know let's like i'm i'm the upfront guy like that's the first thing i look at um i thought that chop club by marcus valdez was was great he executed it very well let's see some more of that you know what i mean like let's let's um let's build on the the things that we have and and get off the field um 
and not put ourselves in, the, in those positions for the ball to go over our head. But no, man, like a loss is a loss. You know, you just, you take it. It's part of the game. Like let's, let's rebuild. Like, you know, let's wake up the next morning and let's move forward. Absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, you go in there the next day, you're going to get some coaches who say some things, some other coaches who are kind of like patting you on the back, like you didn't do so. You no, know, and you upon you to look at it and be accountable and say, well, like, you know, I maybe didn't do this well, or I did do this well and come back and try again. But, um, you know, I read somewhere 22 straight losses to ranked opponents. I mean, I think, you know, like my first goal would be instead of being a good team would just be to beat a ranked team, you know, good team, right? Stop until I beat someone who's good, you know, type thing. But at the same time, you just got to get your first ACC win. There's all kinds of small little goals there, you know, and uh, two losses at the end of the year is not a bad season. You'll play a good team in a bowl game. You'll have a lot of uh, personal recognition, you know, if you're going to the NFL or trying to start next year. You know, those second string guys gave up a safety and I was, was like watching the block and, you know, there's this guy standing there. I'm not going to say like point out his number, but he's a stand there. And I was like, that was your linebacker, bro. I was like, quit uh -huh. trying to kill the guy on you and keep your head up, you know, but did it matter a whole lot? No. So like when he gets yelled at, um, you know, next day or he did, and he goes out there and he fixes it and it matters in a year from now, he'll be ready to play. So, you know, and, and that kind of thing, it was kind of a bummer, but at the same time, I see how people can learn from that, you know, and that left tackle had some plays where like, I wish he wouldn't have got chop club, you know, or had a speed where he gave up a short edge, but he'll learn from that. And, um, you know, um, I think they all played pretty well. Right. But, uh, you know, you come out here and you try to beat Louisville up and then uh, you go from there one game at a time. And I think I heard Halfley say that. Say what? Like one game at a time thing? One game at a time. Yeah. He was yeah. like, you know, right after the game, I think I can't remember verbatim, but it was something he was, you know, was this the end of the, you know, bad for the season or is this a, a deal breaker? And he was like, I'm just taking it one game at a time. I know it's two ACC losses, but we'll uh -huh. go from here. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's kind of how you have to take it. And I, I always kind of approach things that way. Um, as a player, I know you were more the type to study the schedule and have like a, a bigger view and understanding. I, I really did just look at it. Like I'm, I'm looking at, you know, who we're playing this week and who's the, who are the two tackles that I'm playing against? Cause I was, you know, only on the ends, you know, and, um, and then maybe I'd look towards the next week just to see like, Oh, what's our travel going to be like, or, or what is the schedule or like, who am I playing? But like, past that no nah, man there's, there's no sense in looking you know too far down the the schedule it's like it is just one game at done that's, that's all you can really worry about you know because two losses at the end of the season is not a big deal if you look at right now you let this you know these this loss like to hang with you throughout the rest of the season and then you lose another game because you're worried about the last hit man f that like that stuff is there's nothing you can do about it you know you had a chance it was over now you now you got to move on let's let's keep going and Jeremy, I'm curious from your perspective. I mean, they had 100 rushing yards in the first half, which is a pretty solid showing against a good run defense. And then second half, minus three rushing yards, which is quite low no matter who you're playing, just a pretty shocking number. So what do you think contributed to that total? And just how do they you know, get the run game going against Louisville? Um, I think that it was just, you know, those the change in the score. So, you know, when it's a close game, you could run the ball. And that's the problem with being a running team. Once you get behind, you know, and you have to start passing the ball um, and you're not like maybe as good at it, you kind of struggle. And it wasn't even they're not good at it. It was just some kind of like things that happened, missed opportunities, kind of getting back in here and there. I was noticing, I actually thought to myself that the wide receivers at certain point in times don't have as much separation as NC State did. 
you know, I was thinking to myself, I was like, why don't they seem as open? Because the pro wasn't horrible at times, right? So I don't know what that was about because I, I didn't have the best angles. But I do know is like, you know, when you're running the ball and you're behind, you, you can't set up play actions. They're a boot team. They're a play action team. Sometimes they get some deep throws off that. It's impossible to do that when there's no threat of a run. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're down by three touchdowns or two touchdowns, there's no threat of a run. You can run sure. the ball, you know, and it doesn't matter because, um, you know, they're going to start blitzing. Or it, it's it's just you can't run the ball when you're down like that because there's not enough time. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's, I, I know what you're saying. It's not like, oh, they're not good at passing the ball. It's just like, that's not what the offense is built on. You know, like, where do you spend the majority of your time during practice? It's probably, you know, on, you know, in, in the run game. And they're very proficient middle in drill. the run game. Yeah. Right. Nine on seven. Well, and the now, they're not just middle. They're, yeah, they're outside run. You know, they zone. They do, they do a really, really good job running the ball. But mm-hmm. when you run the ball, you run boots, you run play action, and you get deep passes like that. You're not just kind of drop back, you know, um, and they run a lot of chip blocks too, right? So you're not getting got a lot of guys out in, in the routes right away. So, you know, the checkdowns they hit aren't getting first downs and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know a whole about com- uh, coverages and like wide receivers doing all kinds of jazz, but I can tell you from my perspective, I don't see a whole lot of like wide open guys, right? I mean, unless there's a threat of a, a run. That's just me. Yeah, you sound just like an old lineman. If they get open down there, no, but I mean, if the protection's good, I mean, know, the they do get open, time. but yeah, no, but what I'm saying, he doesn't like, always have if time. The, if so, the protection's you know, good, that. no, if the, no, but if he does, if the protection's good and he's got time, then there should be a place for him to go with the ball. I mean, that's fine. That's fair. It's a fair analysis of it. You know, let's, let's call it what it is on the defensive side of the ball. I thought like, you know, we gotta, we gotta set an edge to the defense. I felt like a lot of times that ball was just rolling off the table, whether it's the the quarterback rolling out, you know, you got defensive ends going up underneath the tackle or, you know, if it's a, you know, the running back, like cutting it back and, and whatever, I just like to see more contain um, and, you know, and keeping it, you know, in between the numbers and, and making them, making them earn it. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't just let them outrun the defense to the sidelines. That, that kind of bothered me a little bit, but um, there, there, there's tons of things that we could, we could try and, you know, and pick apart. The moral of the story is big plays will kill you. You know, we have heart. We were out there, we played, we fought, um, didn't, didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to, but next week is another opportunity is another chance to, you know, to, to get right. And we got to take advantage of it. Let it go. Yeah, four and two is not bad, right? I think it's pretty good. So that's the football mentality or the coach mentality in me. As soon as I would like, you know, watch the film or look at the stats and I'm like, you know, this doesn't make sense. The only thing I can think of is like, I get mad. Right. And I want to fix it. And I, I mean, I think that's what most athletes do is, Hey, let me fix it somehow. And I'm sure they're all burning to the britches to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. All those guys, you know, I bet they're just really ready to go to Louisville down there and win a game. How do you fix it? coach <laughs> no for, for real how do you fix it i think uh, like, how do i fix I'm, it yeah i can tell you on the defensive side of the okay. ball i'm like you know i'm like hey they can't they can't throw the ball from their back right so it's like you put it on put it on us up front like we gotta we gotta get the quarterback on the ground like end of story you know what i mean like you gotta be able to rush for and get to the quarterback because as a defensive and defensive lineman like you have the ability to affect you know all phases of the game you know what i mean like um yeah. you 
but so you know what I mean so it's like you could take some you can always take some responsibility for a loss as a as a defensive lineman because either they ran the ball at you and you didn't stop it or they passed the ball you didn't get to the quarterback or you're usually involved in special teams and to some extent so you know I always I always there was always a, a little bit of responsibility put on on my shoulders when I was playing because like you know you can so for me it's like all right if, I, if I'm that that defensive lineman out there then my goal is to get to the quarterback as often and as quick as I possibly can and get those, give those guys a break, man, get them off the field. Yeah. One yeah. thing that BC did really well last year was uh, just cause a lot of turnovers. I thought that, you know, their secondary was mm-hmm. great last year, this year, they're, they're playing fine. They've been solid, but they haven't caused as many turnovers and happily said that they spend as much time doing that as any team in the country, if not the most. So just Matthias, just how do you, I mean, is that something you can practice to really perfect or is it just kind of in the flow of the game? Just how do you go about causing more turnovers and what's the best way to approach that? Yeah, you can definitely practice it. Um, I think like on the in the secondary, you know, linebackers in the secondary, like you could do more ball drills. I mean, there were some tip balls and 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 stuff like that. Defensive linemen, get your hands up. You know, if you're not going to get to the quarterback, get your hands up. Understand, recognize, screen and draw down situations that, you know, that that should be you know third and seven. You know, inside the the thirty should not be you know going for you know, 12, 15 yards, you know, it's, it's an obvious screen and draw down, you know, get your hands up, get them up, you know, like try to try to tip the ball if you know, you're not going to get there, but that comes with recognition and understanding, um, you know, the game within the game, you know I mean? Like if you get a free rush on third down, um, they're letting you go for a reason, you know what I mean? Like, so, (laughs) (laughs) so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to teach young young guys that, and I was I was guilty of it at the college level, like even at the professional level, you you still get guilty. You think, oh, I got this, I got you know, you got the best rush here. Oh, it's a screen, you know what I mean? Like, um, so it's got to be some situational awareness, but you can you can continue to teach that, um, and then just just work on um, getting to the quarterback. I mean, getting to the quarterback solves a lot of woes, you know what I mean? Like, just get there, bro. Yeah. Hey. You said the three-man rush, and you're talking about screens and stuff. It made me mm-hmm. think of that play where they got a first down later in the game on that screen, and I was thinking it was like a three-man rush. They brought a – I don't remember if they brought a linebacker or not. Sometimes they just bring a linebacker. Sometimes they drop guys in coverage, and I was like, oh, got us. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, dang it. But you're right. Like, get to the quarterback, you know? But uh, you're right. And, like, the turnovers thing, you know, I played under Shiano for my last year in Tampa, and, like, we did this drill. I think it was once a week at the end of practice, and, like, we would – run up behind people and slap the ball out. There's like seven different little drills that you did. And it was about like, you know, getting the ball out, causing turnovers or getting the ball back if you're on offense and like not giving a turnover. So I'm sure they're doing a lot of things like that. And it's like good stuff. But um, I don't know, Matthias, I mean, what do you think? You asked me about the offense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know what I think about the offensive line is that, uh, and that's what I can speak about because I know the most, right? Is that like, they do pretty good. They pound the ball. Their running backs run right over people or make great, great cuts, right? I mean, like the small things in the offensive line are penalties that don't set the line back or the, you know, whole offensive back gets you off schedule, right? But they're like little itty-bitty blocks about getting off line linebackers and stuff. And that's sometimes tight ends, sometimes wide receivers. It's a lot of linemen missing blocks on third down, you know, but it's also the quarterback not getting happy feet and running out of the pocket when there's people at his feet, right? I saw a few times where like people fly on his feet at the last second. You can't take off running. You know, you got to keep your eyes downfield and throw. And, um, you know, those are all little things like you were talking about, right? And I could be a nitpicking guy, but like, honestly, I think that they tried real hard and that's all I could ask for. So, um, you know, when you said fix it, I'm like, well, effort is the first and only thing you can do. Yeah. But after that, 
you know, but after that, it's just, you know, being accountable, admitting your own small things because enough small things are going to make one big thing. Right. So yeah. quit making excuses and pointing fingers and just do your own thing. Put your head down, get to work. Yeah. I guess from, from, a, from an offensive lineman standpoint, I mean, that is the best you can do, right? Like you, you give more effort and hold yourself accountable, make sure that your gap is protected or your man is, is pushed back. Um, and, you know, and make sure that you're giving hundred percent effort on every single play. And for the most part, um, it does look like they're giving great effort. It does look like they're, they're trying hard and they understand their, their blocking assignments. Um, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the offensive line could do, um, more, um, other than, than more effort quarterback and receivers can always just spend extra time. Um, because it might not always be about separation. Maybe it's about understanding, um, what the quarterback is expecting or where the ball, where he's expecting you to be when you come out of your mm. break. Like, what is he, what is he seeing? You know, like that, that's a, that's a special relationship. And the more that you can work with your quarterback, you know, the, to get on the same page, the better off it's going to be. Um, linebackers, okay. line on the other side of the ball, defensive, we already talked about defensive line, you know, get to the ball, you know. Before you go the there, I have a question. Yep. What about the quarterback? Did you notice and this might be nitpicking here, but do you notice that maybe the wide receivers aren't getting a break because sometimes the ball comes in high, sometimes the ball comes in low, sometimes it's a dart, sometimes they're really good throws. But if it's not consistent, like you said, how do you know where to expect the ball? Is that an issue? It could be. Do you think I mean, it's it a real be. issue? Or do you yeah, think yeah. it's yeah? If 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 that's okay. if that's if 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 it's if it's um if it's inconsistent across the board, then that's an issue with the quarterback. If he's putting it in in a consistent place in certain throws, then that's the receiver. Okay, like if he's rolling out to his right, you know, hey, every time he rolls to his right, this ball is going to be pushed a little bit more to the sideline. Then adjust you as the receiver, you adjust to that. You know, if if in a scramble drill he tends he has a tendency to overthrow or underthrow, and you you get an understanding of that. As long as the quarterback is being consistent, then I believe that the receivers are you know the onus is on them to to make that adjustment. If it's if, if it's not, um, then, then, you know, then that's quarterback play, you know? So, um, you know, going back to this yeah. side of the ball, um, you know, linebackers, you know, step up, fill the gaps when you have to. And, um, you know, and, and if you're, you know, if you're playing zone, bounce your feet, you know, don't, don't, don't step up too quickly and, and whatnot on the secondary level. I think it's just ball drills, you know, like play the ball in the air, mm -hmm. high point the ball. I think they're in position a lot of the times. Like, I don't think that there was so much separation between the receivers and the man. I think there was, there was just uh, multiple instances where, you know, the, the ball's in the air and we just didn't come down with it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my two cents. Yeah, so it's tricky right now, I think, because I think most fans want them to throw the ball more, but when they do throw it deep, it's not really working. You know, Grossell's overthrowing Zay Flowers by a yard or two, and that yard makes all the difference. And then, you know, they're going, they're doing quick slants, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But the run game didn't really work either. So just what do you think is the best way to jumpstart the offense? I mean, obviously, we've shown it. They've shown it in flashes this year where they've been great, but the past two games, it hasn't been too good. So just do you think it should be more run, more pass, what it is now, just better? Or just how do you guys get the offense going in your ass? I, mean, I think you have to tailor it to Grossell. Is, is this, this is, he's not, yeah. this, this offense wasn't, um, you know, throughout preseason or whatever tailored to him specifically right so what does he do well what throws is he effective on now you've got a, a big enough sample size to say you know we can go back and look at the statistics okay 
when between this part of the field, you know, balls, um, you know, this distance or on this part, like he's more proficient at that, like figure out what he's good at and start, you know, putting him in positions to succeed. Um, from my perspective or from what I've seen with my eyes, like I think he throws an inconsistent deep ball. So uh, I think his short passes have been darts at times and then um, at other times inconsistent. I don't think he throws a consistent ball. So I think that they need to run the ball. I think he, what he does do well, though, is move his, when he's moving his feet, he throws more consistent, I think. Um, that's just me. So like he tries to take off running sometimes, even when there's just a small amount of pressure, not like in a hurry. He makes some good throws. He's a good player. I just think his strengths would be, um, you know, actually our strength is running the ball. And then to cater his strength is like, get him some short little dart passes where they, you know, like they're coming across the middle or it's a play action pass after like they think that we're going to run the ball. But what can't happen is giving up splash plays on, you know, defense or special teams, you know, like by uh, that just doesn't work. You know, if you're going to be a bend not break on both sides, then you can't do that kind of stuff. So it's, it's really simple, but it's not when you mess up and shoot yourself in the foot. That's when it gets hard, just like anything else. I mean, it's that's like, my, you know, no, I, I get it. Simple teams that teams that score on. So I heard it every, every week, you know, like, college and teams that score on special teams win. I don't know what the percentage was. I actually forgot it, even though I heard it so many times. I don't know. Let's call it 80. Something, something is a high, really high percentage of the time. And like, you know, coaches repeat that over and over again, like, like special teams, um, they matter, you know, it's, it's very, it's very important. And, um, you know, we had a lot of starters who played on special teams for a reason. There's there, there has to be a, um, uh, veteran presence on special teams not saying that there's not right now but like there, there has to be um, a lot of uh, um, importance put on special teams moving forward you can't have special team blunders like messy up anymore you know what I mean and regardless of whose fault it was it needs to be corrected you um I have something so I turned the game on when that guy bent his knee backwards right and I was like oh my god he blew his knee out because I'm not very flexible and I'd be like oh my god when he gets <laughs> up I don't know if you pay attention to this and he walks so down the sideline and they like they had the camera on him he's just walking when he's mean mugging and stuff and I was thinking to myself what a tough SOB you know what I'm saying and I was like I bet you his teammates were like yeah 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 and I was thinking about that Virginia game where you got clipped in your knee and like mm -hmm. the whole team lost their mind because someone got hurt and like you know we were like we're gonna make sure you know it's like kind of like one of those flip things you know what i mean like i feel like when that happened um it was already going bad but like you know like i feel like they kind of came together a little more i don't know do you remember that about you Matthias? like when it happened to yeah. you it's like that general yeah. feel on the sideline it's like oh we can do this we got to do this type thing as opposed yeah. to like you know they stepped up and i think nc state's a really good team so like i'm beating you know on bc a little bit but i think nc state's actually pretty good i mean they're really good i think so um well they're just coached well and they, they just didn't make many mistakes. I think they're pretty good. So um, I think, you know, BC could have something to prove against Louisville. It could be pretty, you know, yeah, I hope. I, I get it. I know what you're saying. Like when you have an incident like that, it galvanizes people, you know what I mean? The, the group comes together, but like you can have games like that too, right? So you could have a game during the season. This could be a game where, you know, it's a turning point in the season. We look back mm -hmm. at the end of the year and we were like, yeah, man, after the, after that NC state game, like, you know, they came together and there was no looking back. Like every, every week is an opportunity though. You know, like that's the, that's the beauty of 
you know, being young and being in a season, I think it gets lost sometimes, you know, for spectators, you know, it's like, it's easy to throw in a towel or start categorizing things as, you know, these are things that they always do. No, man, like next week is a whole new opponent. It's a new opportunity to go out there and win. There's an opportunity like right now, right? There's somebody whose name we're not talking about who's going to start a run to and end up in the NFL. We don't know who it is. You know what I mean? Like there's a young kid right now. It could be a, could be a freshman or a redshirt freshman or whatever. There's a young kid right now on one of these two teams on Louisville or on BC, who's going to end up in the league probably. And this is, you know, their run is going to start right now. You know what I mean? So, you know, these opportunities are there, you know, the, the chance is there, the, the, the glory to fame to all this and that, like all that stuff is, is, is right there. We just got to take advantage of it, you know, like put that, put that, put that loss to rest and boom, you know what I mean? Like, let's go. Great. Yeah. Good point. Last, um, last question our- here. Then, last question here. Then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up. Just curious. I mean, you know, is this game more important than other games? I mean, every game is important in the season. Obviously we all know that, but, Losing two in a row, you know, if they lose this, they're four and three, oh and three in the ACC. That's not exactly ideal. And then if they win this, all of a sudden they're five and two. Things are looking up again. Do you think this game is more important, or is it just one of twelve for you guys? You go for it, Jeremy. Um, I was going to say our best record was nine and three. You know, and I was pretty happy with that year because we did. Pre- I wish we had done better. You know what I mean? But that uh, having two losses would be pretty awesome. So I think it's huge to not go 0-3 just for, I guess, your personal confidence. But at the same time, I mean, your season still could be pretty, you know, so like keep it going. Don't give up. And like Matthias said, it could be the turning point where you're like, I don't like getting beat 33-7. to I don't want to get beat that bad ever again. Like, let's let's go out there and let's do this. Yeah, that's exactly what it needs to be. I think, yes, this is um, a very important game. I think, um, what is it? Like, uh five and two is very different than, than four and three um, because of where you're at mm. in the season, you know, two losses in a row is, is difficult to, you know, like mentally to overcome, not saying that it can't be done, but it just puts you in a, in a different like headspace. Now you're talking about like crawling out and, and, you know, scratching and, you know, we gotta, we gotta fight to be in bowl contention and, and all this and that, you know, you don't, you don't want to be in that, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like, you know, second and 10 versus you know second and three like you you want to be you want to always be playing from ahead so um uh it's very important um i think from an an individual standpoint um because there are some big plays i think there are some individuals who who need to come back and have you know very good performances um to gain their own confidence back not for any other reason other than that and then and then that's it then you move on and get a win and and don't look back Great. Well, Matthias and Jeremy, thanks as always for joining and thank you all for listening. Boston College will face Louisville this Saturday at 4 p.m. at Louisville. The Eagles are 4-2, and two, a chance to get to 5-2. and two. A loss would put them at 4-3. and three. A great opportunity to win a game on the road against a pretty quality opponent, and BC should have a chance to do so. Thanks again and have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.